Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the first episode of A Touch of Faith. Um, before we get started, i just like to go into prayer. So just bow your heads to go into prayer with me, please. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for another day of breath and life. Thank you for another day of love and grace, Father. We thank you for the, every opportunity that you provide us with, every person that you surround us with, Father Lord, that leads us towards your kingdom. Lord, I just ask that you magnify my voice so I may reach people that I've never expected to reach, Father Lord. I ask that you just open the hearts and the minds of the people who are listening, Father, so they may receive whatever message it is that you're asking them to receive, Father Lord. Well, Lord, we know that you move mountains and you create waves in the tide, Father Lord. We just ask that you continue to move things in our life as we move towards you and your kingdom. In your name we pray, amen. Alright, so welcome to the Touch of Faith once again. My name is Quintez Long. I'm a recent graduate of Tuskegee University, the best HBCU in the land, man. And um, before I get started, I'm going to give you guys like a really brief message today. But before I get started, I just want to give you guys like a little background on my spiritual journey and where I come from. So you just in hopes that it will help y'all to understand, understand me a little bit more. So, I grew up in Montgomery, Alabama, and my home church back home is Maggie Street, pastor under Pastor Ezekiel Petway. And the first person to bring me to that church was really my auntie. She was a college student um, at AUM at the time, and she'd take me to church every Sunday. And I said my first time going to Maggie Street, I was about six years old. She took me to vacation Bible school. And there I met like my life, one of my lifelong brothers, Sid. He was like the first person to like really be my friend in the church. And from about 6 to 11, I wasn't really involved in the church. I was just going. But, I, man, I really wanted to be a part of the youth program. Like, I really wanted to be in the choir. I really wanted to be, like, on the mime dance team. I really just wanted to be in the Easter programs, the Christmas programs. Like, I really just wanted to be, like, a part of the church. And it wasn't until I was 11 years old when uh, the head of the youth department, Miss Benet Kyle, she calls my mom. And she's like, hey, we have a spot for Quintez, Damien, and Jada to be in the Easter program, and we want Quintez to be Jesus. Man, when I tell you, like, that just, like, that just, like, turned me up, man. Like, I was so excited, and it, it really was a small thing, but I just, it just meant so much to me that they, like, looked at me as a, as a young child and was like, we want this child to play Jesus. Like, that's just big to me. Like, that was just a huge thing to me. So, after that, like, me and my brother and my sister, we were really involved in the church. Like, Easter programs, we was in it. Christmas program, we was in it. Uh, singing in the choir, mom dancing. My sister was on the praise team. So, like, we were just really involved in the church. And my whole entire life growing up in the church, like, people in the church would always just tell me, like, yeah, man, Quintez is going to be a pastor. And I was... Even at a young age, I had no desire to be a pastor, nor a minister, or, or anything of the sort. So I, I really kind of resented it, if, I, if I'm being honest. But uh, my dad always told me, like, Quintez, you're just a natural leader, and, like, you just have the ability to influence people with your words. And I didn't see it, but he saw it in me, and I guess that's, like, that's what fathers are for, or parents are for, just to, like, to speak things over your life and to pray for you and push you in the directions of, of success and greatness. So one day, we're singing in church, we're in the choir, the youth, the youth, and I noticed that nobody in the church is standing up. And I just got this like little voice in my ear, like Quintez, like go down there and tell everybody to stand up. So I, I left the choir stand while they were singing, and I just kind of like 
told everybody, like, get up, man, raise your hands, praise the Lord. And, like, it really turned the church up that day. And that day, Pastor Petway gave a message about young leaders in the church. So he called me down, and uh, he put his coat on me, and he, he walked me around, and he was like, these are the future leaders of the church. And once again, implying that I should be a pastor. And once again, I was resenting that. I was like, no, I don't have any desire to be a pastor. It's not for me, nor do I have any desire to be a minister. It just, it just, it was not on my mind. It was nothing I was focused on or anything like that. But that was just like, that was just like the first moment in my life where like God had presented itself to show like I had an influence or I could create a change in the environment. So fast forward a couple years, I graduate from from Brutech in high school and Baggy Street gave me my first Bible and like I have this Bible to this day. I often lose like my Bible my streak on my Bible out because like some days I just really need to like open that physical Bible. So I'm probably gonna have that Bible for the rest of my life. Like it goes that Bible goes everywhere with me. It goes to work. It goes to class. It goes. It goes everywhere to me. Even if I'm going out that night, the Bible's in my car. Like, I take that thing everywhere. It's just like, and then I'm pretty bad about keeping up with stuff. So like, the fact that that Bible just continuously stays with me, like, it's just, it's really a blessing. <laughs> but um, then I went to college, and my journey in Tuskegee was was long. It was a long six years at Tuskegee, and um, it was pretty disappointing time at the time because you expect to go to college, graduate in four years, get out, get a job, live life, and uh, it certainly was not that way. But if it wasn't for the time that I had, that I, that I spent at Tuskegee, then honestly, like, I wouldn't even be the person I am today. So when I got to Tuskegee, I met this guy named Devin Gary. And he was a bot like me. He was an athlete. He was very involved in the church. He was just after God. And he took me to his, his church, Church of the Highlands, which had a location in Auburn because he was from Birmingham. So he was used to the Grants Mill campus. So he took me to the Auburn, he took me to the Auburn campus. And um, I heard the message from Pastor Chris. And he was talking about giving your life to God. Well, even before then, we got there, and the church was cool and everything, but I just could not get down with the praise and worship. It was like Christian rock. It was nothing like anything I had grew up with, so I just wasn't for me, or at least that's what I thought. But Pastor Chris gave a message about giving his life, giving your life to God, and I had been baptized before, but it was really just like a family thing, to be honest. Like, my whole family got baptized, so this was like my first time deciding on my own. Like, I was just overwhelmed. I was moved. And I went and got baptized, and I have my my shirt from Church of the Highlands that say I have decided. It's one of my favorite shirts to wear, man. And, like, I read around campus, and people was like, what have you decided? And I was like, I've decided to give my life to God. So throughout this time at Tuskegee, like, it's just, like, so much stuff kept happening, man. Like, financial problems. Like, it was semesters where I was, like, I was a part-time student because – I had lost my scholarship at some point in time, and I really couldn't afford to, like, go to school. And, like, no one in my family was capable of co-signing on the loan. And the people who did try to co-sign the loan, it kept getting denied. So, like, at that point, it just really became, like, incredibly frustrating because I was just there at Tuskegee for so long. I was having to, like, 
take all my money from internships, all my money from co-ops. Like I was working co-ops, so I go into class. I was a full-time student, like just to make it happen, man. But I was determined. And one of the things that my dad just always said is like, "Son, be relentless. Be relentless in your goals, and just be relentless in your pursuit of your goals." And that's just something that's always stuck with me. So. I was just very happy to accomplish that goal, but it wasn't until my last semester of college at Tuskegee that I would, like realized the purpose of it, and it was when I was in 252, and 252 is the college internship at Church of the Highlands, and basically you're in charge of like putting on the, the college nights for Church of the Highlands, and what they do is they divide you up into groups, called the 252 groups, and y'all just like, y'all form a brotherhood. Or sisterhood, just in Christ. And he put me in a group, but this whole time I asked God, like, God, just give me one black person. Because Church of the Highlands is not really, like, very black. <laughs> so I was just like, God, just give me one black person in my group. Um, he didn't. The guy had a different plan. And uh, he gave me Micah. He gave me Colton. He gave me Buddy. He gave me Noah. And he gave me Jordan. And those guys are just like they're really good guys, man. Just we were all very completely different people. Like nobody in that group was the same. So I just know that God like really intended to be and like Micah, Colton Michael and Colton, like I, I still talk to those guys like to this day. They're like real good friends of mine and we just we just sit down, we talk every time we get the opportunity and we just talk about the thing God's God is doing in our life. So like I'm just very appreciative for those guys. And Throughout this time, Michael was just telling me, like, Quintez, like, you have a voice, man. Like, you just really inspired me. Like, he was my group leader, and he just, he said, I look to you as a leader. So, that just was, like, that was just big to me, man. But throughout this time at 252, just being so, like, spiritually involved, God started revealing things to me. And that's when he kind of revealed to me, like, why I was planted at Tuskegee so long. is because, like, if I had graduated in four years and left, like, I truly believe that, I would just be lost in the world. I just would have got a job, and that would have been it, man. But it wasn't until that last year that I really started to meet people that just, like, changed the whole dynamic in my way that I looked at life and how to pursue things in life. And really, it was like with each passing class, I learned something different. So, like, with TU17, I learned, like, a lot of self-love and appreciation for myself. And TU18, I found family. I found love. I found, like, just how to, like how to love people and like the concept of love like really started to make sense for me when I started to meet people in TU18 because it was like just a real family vibe and then TU19 which like very special class man but these 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 guys and these women like they taught me to like pursue my dreams my wildest dreams and just pursue them relentlessly man and just let you know like Anything you want to do, like your wildest dreams, you're very capable of doing it. And that's where that, like, that faith of a mustard seed come in. Because, like, I met a lot of people with that faith, man. It's like they just felt like they they were touched, man, and they were anointed by God. So it just really pushed me and motivated me to just to step into my calling. And then in 252, I met a group of black guys, and they weren't in my group, but I was just so grateful to meet them. I met D-Lakes, I met Chris, and I met this other guy from Tuskegee who I have, people have been telling me about him for a long time, and, like, his name is Akil. And I was like, all right, and people have just been telling me about him for a long time, and, like, everyone who's talk, 
spoke about a kill. They spoke very highly of him. And I was just like, man, I really just want to be this man's friend. But I'm kind of awkward. So just walking up to somebody, I was like, hey, man, I um, heard about you. Let's let's be friends. It just sounded kind of weird in my mind. So God really made that happen with 252 because he was in 252 also. So me and the kill, like, we used to ride the church sometimes and have good conversations. And since then, like, our relationship has sprouted and uh, as he's my brother in Christ. And uh, he has his own podcast, so you guys go check that out. Against the grain, that guy, that guy's talented, man. But um, this whole time, like I have been like searching for like this praise, man. Like I've always wanted to be the person that like in church with my hands up and like praying and like just really worshiping God. And I didn't have that experience until like that first one night. So we're in there in that one and one, and they're they're singing this song, man. And I, I'm here, like I'm next to Akil, I'm next to D Lakes, and I'm next to Chris, and these guys are like on fire, man, like just total praise, and like being surrounded around those men, like really just gave me the confidence to throw my hands up, man, and I was just, I was in there praising, I was crying, crying, I was jumping up and down with joy, and it was just like the best experience of my life, man, and I'm just, I'm so grateful for those men. So from there, man, it's just. God just started to reveal all these different things to me. And then the time came where I was getting ready to leave for college. And before I left, Micah left me with something. And this quote is, like, literally written on my wall in my room. And he was like, Quintez, like, wherever it is that God is calling you to be next in your life, know that God placed you there for a reason. He placed you there to influence or be influenced by someone. And that just meant so much to me because I believe, like, my purpose in life is not for me to create a product or sell anything but it's like to lead and influence people so like that 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 just really stuck with me and i got my assignment i was supposed to be in jeffersonville indiana which is like definitely the opposite of tuskegee (laughs) so this is the first time in my life where i really like just been like alone and i realized the purpose of me being in this place was so god me and God could spend like some personal time and I could really develop like a real strong foundation of being with God. And it's been awesome because he's, he's provided me with so much vision since then. Like now is like the clearest vision that I've had since my vision of graduating Tuskegee. So this is like clear vision, like this podcast and the things that are going to happen next, like just total clear vision. I know these, I know it's from God. So I just, I really appreciate that, man. And, um, so another thing that happened at Tuskegee was I joined a fraternity. Uh, shout out to the bros, Alpha Phi Omega Pi Zeta chapter. Those guys like, those guys like showed me that I was a leader. Like, they they put it in my face. They put me in a position where I had to be a leader, and they leaned on me to be a leader. And I just found I really found things in myself that I didn't even know I had, man. I didn't know I had that ability to like be an influence on someone's life like that and make impacts on people's lives. And really like it really came because right after I joined Alpha File Maker, my younger brother my younger brother went to prison. And that was like the toughest thing for me in my life because I look at other brothers and their siblings and I see like the effect that the older brother has on the younger brother. And I just really, like, was hard on myself about it. Like, why was I not able to influence my brother to where he'd be, like, a college graduate or, like, this really successful person, this really kind-hearted person? And just I felt like I had let him down. And, like, in that moment, I had told myself and I had told God 
that any person that you allow me to influence, that you bring into my life, I will influence for the better. And after that, like, being an Alpha Phi Omega, like, I really stuck to that. And I, that's, like, something I live in my life. Like, if I have the opportunity to create a positive influence on your life, it is my goal to do that. It is my goal to, like, make people around me better. So, like, that just always stuck with me, man. So, since then, I've been in Louisville, and God has been revealing so much to me. And I really wanted to start a touch of faith, like, months ago. But God had been revealing so much to me, and he was just like, it's not time. And, like, honestly, man, like, I got a lot of stuff planned for the touch of faith. So, that's kind of like a short and brief story about how I got here. But before I leave, I just like to give you guys like a short message. I'm not going to go too much into scripture today, but I just decided to share this message because it was something that really changed the dynamic of my life also. So I give you all a short story and then I'm going to talk about it in the Bible. So I was dating Lauren Jenkins and the love of my life. And she, she had invited me to her house one day because I came down to visit. I was in Atlanta, and I came down to visit her. I was trying to spend time with her. And her family had invited this this priest in training from the Catholic Church. And I really wasn't interested in going in, to be honest. I was being a little stubborn because I was just trying to – I was selfish, man. I was just trying to spend some time with Lauren before I had to leave. Man, I hadn't seen her in a long time, especially since, like, graduation. So then somewhere along the line, like – I was just like, you know what? I want you to spend time with your family, and I want you to spend time with me. So I came inside, and I met the priest. And this guy had, like, some of the same viewpoints on the church as me. And he was really, like, out there trying to make a difference in the church, man, and, like, change, like, the culture. Because, like, people just look at Christianity, and they think, like, oh, these are such judgmental people. And, like, we're not very accepting. It's not very loving. And, like, he was really making an effort to, like, create that culture in the church again to where it wasn't so judgmental it wasn't so like rule booky it just wasn't so like by the book but it was more so like about your relationship with God and accepting God's people and loving on God's people because that's what God asked us to do is he asked us to love his people as we loved him so that man I noticed like I was like wow man I'm really not out here fulfilling my purpose <laughs> I really I'm really not out here doing this like I'm supposed to be influencing people, and here I am being selfish, and someone else is out here doing the same exact thing that that God called me to do, and it brought me to this little short message about fulfilling your purpose, so I taught this little short message of every woman's favorite thing to say to a man, what you won't do, somebody else will, and I'm not going to do much scripture in it, but I'm going to tell you guys the story. So, basically, it's coming out of the book of Samuel. And if you know about the book of Samuel, you got to talk about Saul. And basically, Israel had came to Samuel, and they told him, like, we want a king. Like, every other nation has a king. We need a, we need a king. And Samuel's like, you have a king. It's God. You don't need a king. But as hard-headed as we are, we, we always tell in God what we want. So, God's like, okay, I'll give you a king. So God told Samuel to go get Saul, and Saul was going to be the king of Israel. So Saul had an anointing on his life to be the king of Israel. God had anointed him. God had made made that his purpose in his life to lead those people. Well, 
Saul had his own agenda. Saul was going to do what he wanted, and basically he just lost God's trust. He fell out of God's favor. And so God goes back to Samuel, and he's like, all right, Saul's not doing what I'm asking him to do. Like, I can't trust Saul. I can't trust Saul to fulfill the purpose that I'm asking him to do. So we're going to have to go get a new king. So God sends Samuel off, and Samuel finds David. And David ultimately becomes the new king of Israel. So the the way that I'm connecting this story is, is like, although that Saul had the anointing on his life to be king, since God could not trust him and since he wasn't following the things that God was asking him to do, God had to get someone else to do it. And you think about it like, I know like as a man, you meet certain women in life and like, you just like, it's just a point in your life where you're not willing to do what she's asking you to do and she leaves. And then sometime later you see her pop up with another man and that man's doing all those things that she was asking you to do that you didn't. And it, it hurts. It hurts. It really does. And it's really no one's fault but your own, but it hurts. And I just think about that. Like, just imagine like the pain of watching your lady being made, your lady being happy with another man and another man being able to make her happy and you wasn't. But just think about that with purpose. Think about that like, imagine God telling you your purpose, you knowing your purpose, and you not fulfilling it, and then watching someone else fulfill your purpose. Like, that's just like a different kind of pain. That's like a different kind of waking up. And you can know, you notice in the story that like Saul, Saul hated David. He hated David, and it's because David... David was doing all the things that God had asked Saul to do, but Saul wouldn't do. So Saul Saul had fell out of the anointing of God, and David was now fulfilling Saul's purpose. He was the new king of Israel. And it also just goes to show you like how much you affect someone if you don't step into your purpose. Because I believe like everyone's purpose... Everyone has a purpose to influence people, like whether you're going to influence them for the negative or you're going to influence them for the positive. But everyone you're around, you have the ability to create an influence on their life. And the thing is, like, since Saul didn't fulfill his purpose when he was supposed to, it affected Samuel's purpose because Samuel's job was to pick a king. And Samuel, at an old age, had to go back and pick another king and it talks about in the bible how samuel was like he was down on himself and he was depressed and he was kind of just like at odds with god he was like god like i've already did what you asked me to do i've already got a king why do i gotta go do this again and it talks about like samuel was old he was tired man and like the fact that saul didn't like fulfill his purpose it affected samuel's purpose samuel had to go back and pick another king so it just shows you like the influence that you have on life like the people that are around you and how you touch people so just like that was just like a brief message man like i'm going to really dive into that message in the upcoming weeks but that was just like a brief synopsis because it's just to just give you guys a little something because i didn't just want to talk about myself the whole entire time but my biggest advice, man, like if God has presented you with a purpose, then obey him and follow his purpose and surrender to what God is asking you to do because you're called to influence somebody, man, and you're called to spark the mind of someone else. So just allow God to use you so he may He may affect someone else in a positive way, man. You can always be the light on someone else's life. You never know who's looking for you 
to like change their life, man, or who's looking for you for motivation. So just be just be a person of God and follow God's purpose that he has for you. So that's the end of the episode, guys. Um I know it's kind of rough. This is my first time doing this. This is just this is a totally different experience, man. Uh, I'm used to speaking to people and like just hearing them like get the reaction from them and like when you're recording a podcast, like there's it's quiet. <laughs> it's really quiet. So like this was definitely an experience, but I thank everyone who's listening to a touch of faith today. Um just a couple things to promote. Um next week's episode I'm going to be talking about a topic that I've been preparing for a minute, and this is going to be really good. I'm going to be talking about faithfulness versus commitment. There is a difference between the two, so you guys should really tune in and just listen to what I have to say about this. It's going to be great. Also, if you're in the Montgomery area on September 8, 2019, I'll be giving my first live message at Maggie Street. I'm going back home. I'll be giving my first live message at Maggie Street at the 10 o'clock service. Come, come praise with us. Come hear the message from the Lord. I have a, man, I have an extremely good message prepared, man. Like, I'm just, I'm so excited. I'm so on fire for God. Um, I just want to shout out a couple people. Like, shout out to 252, man. You guys really worked wonders in my life. Shout out to Miss Benet Cows. Shout out to my parents. Shout out to Tuskegee. Shout out to the bros. Alpha Phi Omega, Pazetta Chapter, man. I love you guys. Shout out to the band, the March of Crips and Pipers, because although I wasn't in the band, they took me in as a plus one, and they just loved on me, man. So just, like, shout out to those guys. Uh, shout out to my brother, Akil, in, um, Against the Grain. You guys definitely go check that out. That guy has, like, that guy has a blessing on his life, man. He really speaks the word of God. And uh, just look forward to us doing, like, some joint podcasts. Like, me and Akil got a couple good things planned for y'all in the near future. So... As we leave, man, I just want to leave in prayer, and then we just close out. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for this opportunity that you provide us with today. I hope that this podcast be used to touch someone's life, Father Lord. I thank you for the listeners. I thank you for every opportunity that you presented me with. I thank you for the influence that you provided me with to be upon people's life, Father Lord. As you just continue to lead me so I may have the opportunity to lead others. In your name we pray. Thank you.